Welcome to another episode of Ask an Assistant, the podcast that aims to make you, dear listener, more efficient and effective in your working life so you can chill the heck out on your nights and weekends. I'm your host, Jess Lindgren, and I promise, cross my heart, efficient and effective is not code for hustle and grind and do more. But if that's your jam, I doff my cap to you. So today I am kicking off a series of episodes that will first outline and then go into detail about all the different tools that I use to do my work. I do run my own small freelance executive assistant company, Gal Friday 612, and I do have a full-time job on top of that. Uh, One of my longtime clients, actually my first client as a full-time freelancer, has in the ensuing years become a full-time salaried employee-employer relation job. Um, There are a lot of similarities between the two and definitely a few tools that are company-specific, but I just kind of, I was chatting with a friend about everything that we each use to do our job, and the longer that we kept talking, the longer that my list became, and I thought my list was a lot simpler and shorter than that, so I was really surprised when it just kept growing, and I thought that I could pay attention for a week, make a list, and just share with everybody what it is that I use as an executive assistant, both in my full-time role and in my freelance consulting role, to get my work done. So today's episode will be the high-level overall list, kind of a shallow dip your toes into the ocean kind of thing. Um, In the episodes that follow, we will get into the nitty-gritty, into the details of not only what I use. So today is kind of the what. And then in the following episodes where everything will be broken down by category, we will also get into the why and the how. I'm definitely open to your feedback and questions along the way. After you listen to today's episode, please visit askanassistant.com and let me know which items on the list that you have questions about because I'm, I'm here to answer those questions and really would just love to make sure that I'm hitting everything that you might want some clarification about. So after, like I said, what I did was just kind of went through my, you know, went about my week in kind of a normal way and just paid attention to any single tool, software, piece of technology that I touched if it contributed to getting my job done. Over the next several episodes, we're going to talk about the physical technology, my podcast setup, my favorite office supplies, all the different software that I use, apps, and then I have a super secret bonus episode that's coming at the end that I'm really, really excited to talk with you about. It is absolutely an ode to my favorite tool that helps me get my work done, and I cannot wait to tell you about it. So stay tuned. Make sure you listen to any or all of the episodes that pique your interest. I'm not going to be offended if you're not interested in my podcast setup. Please skip that. Go right ahead. Take notes if you like, but know that a transcript and a detailed list is coming soon. I just need to figure out where that is going to live, and I will make sure that it is noted on the podcast website, askanassistant.com, and that it will also be noted in my newsletter, uh, askanassistant.com slash newsletter. So going forward, I am planning to do this exercise annually, probably in December. So make sure that you listen for an updated list from me in January 2022. 
Sign up for the newsletter if you want. Again, that's askanassistant.com slash newsletter. And I will send out a reminder in like November, December when it's time to do our business back of house housekeeping exercise. And I just, I really enjoyed doing this. I cannot stress enough just how much it ended up saving me. Like there were a number of pieces of technology sitting around the house. I had like three speakers, three Bluetooth speakers. I don't need that many. I use one and I move it around the house with me. So I was able to gift those pieces on to someone else or how many different softwares or tools or apps had I purchased over the years or was I subscribed to that I was no longer using. So this is really something that I recommend doing at least once a year. My good friend, Nicole Walters does this with her team, the, the paid like software and tool inventory quarterly just to make sure that she's not paying for anything that they're not using. You know, however you might like to implement this into your business practices, or I do think that this is something that even kind of translates really well to just your general life. You know, what meal planning service did you sign up for that you got through the free trial and you got the free gift or you got the discounted pricing and now you're paying for it, but not really using it. So This is definitely an exercise that translates to a lot of different aspects of your life. Today, clearly, we're talking about business. This is a businessy podcast, but take it, use the pieces that you like, and apply them to your life, and let me know how it goes. So without any further ado, the first category is the physical technology that I use. I am currently on a MacBook Pro 2017 with the butterfly keyboard that I love and I don't care who knows it and I will be so very sad when it finally bites the dust someday. I also have a what is this like the M stand it's the silver I think it's a third party thing I don't think Apple makes it specifically but it's a silver laptop stand that just gives your laptop a little bit of height, makes it uh, at a little angle so you can angle your your camera for your myriad never-ending Zoom meetings. Um, just gives it a nice boost of height and looks really slick with your MacBook. I also have a wireless keyboard and trackpad. I haven't used a mouse in at least 10 years. I find them to be heavy and clunky and kind of rough on my wrists, so I'm really happy with my keyboard and trackpad. I have an iPhone XS. I have an Apple Watch Series 3 that I'm really hoping to upgrade soon. It's kind of getting a little a little slow and laggy. I have a set of AirPods. I think they're AirPods Pro. I really swear I'm not an Apple fangirl. The tools just work together and it's fantastic. A really great ecosystem that is a big productivity boost for me. I love it. Uh, And then the last piece of physical technology that I use to get my work done is a Bose SoundLink micro Bluetooth speaker. Moving right along into my podcast setup, I have a Rodecaster Pro, a Heil PR40 microphone, a Rode Boom Arm, a Heil Prism shock mount, PRSM, I think you call it Prism. Um, And then I have a metal pop filter. The microphone itself also has like internal filtering, but then I have a metal pop filter on the outside that I believe came with either the microphone itself or with the shock mount. I use GarageBand to do my recording and my editing. 
a, a set of nice, freshly brushed teeth. It always feels good to speak on the microphone with your fresh, minty teeth. I have Alafia Coconut Lip Balm, my favorite. Absolutely delightful. Entertainer's Secret Throat Spray. Got that suggestion from Pat, Nicole Walters, a few other folks in the podcasting and speaking circuit. Uh, definitely really nice on the throat. I have my favorite, absolute favorite, eucalyptus candies from Holland. Shout out to my friends DL and Steph for keeping me well supplied in the eucalyptus candies department. I always have a full bottle of water and then the theme song for my show, which will also start to be mentioned in the credits, my apologies that I haven't so far, is by a very talented musician by the name of Chad Crouch. In the office supplies category, I use post-it notes like they are going out of style. 3M is a Minnesota company. Always have to mention that. I'm definitely from Minnesota. My company named Gal Friday 612 originates from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Very near and dear to my heart. Love a Minnesota company. 3M, thank you so much for making post-it notes of all shapes and sizes. Nice pens. A nice pen is so important. I have been through seemingly all of them in my professional career. Uh, my current favorite is Poppin. And again, we'll talk about all of these things in greater detail later. I uh, use Sharpies, both fine and ultra fine. I have loads of colors, but I really find myself coming back time and time again to just the basic black Sharpie. A nice notebook. This ni nice notebook is a very subjective definition. For me, I love a thick hardcover, preferably paper with graph paper, like thick, nice paper that the pen doesn't bleed through that you could even write with a Sharpie if you needed to. Uh, I love a sturdy spiral spine that's big enough to house one of my nice clicky pens, also very important. So whenever I find notebooks, I buy like 10 of them at a time. Uh, side note, I am also really hoping if this is anyone else's definition of a nice notebook, the thick cover, the thick spine, the spiral spine that you can put a pen into that opens nicely all the way flat so you can write neatly on both the front and back of the paper. Um, let me know. I'm really hoping to make an Ask an Assistant notebook and I really just can't justify a hundred notebooks just for me. So if that's something that you're interested in, please let me know. I would love to make that happen. Just have to make sure that I've got at least a handful of people interested in uh, helping me meet that minimum because I think my husband, uh, his brain might explode if I brought a hundred notebooks into the house for myself. Notebook aside, I do also love a red stapler. I have had one in every office I've ever worked in. Every office has $15 in the budget to buy a nice red swing line stapler. So important to have quality tools to do your work. And rounding out the list, I love stickers, washi tape, ink stamps, postage stamps, brightly colored envelopes, all kinds of fun stationery. Because if you're not having fun and spreading some joy around, what the heck are you doing? The next category we're going to talk about is software. I use Canva. It's an online graphic design program. Not a graphic designer myself, but Canva definitely gives you the per the, the done is better than perfect um, aspect. So it, it gets the job done very user friendly, even for somebody like me who is not a professionally trained designer. Slack 
for team communication. It is one of very few tools that I was an early adopter of back in 2014. It's it's not for everyone, but I personally love it and really find that it's very effective for team communication in the ways that I use it. Harvest is my billing, time and expense tracking, and invoicing platform of choice. One password It is my secure password management tool. There are a handful of others that I'm familiar with that I've touched over the years, but for me personally, 1Password is just the best. It's the user-friendliest. It's got the best customer service. Zoom, we all know what Zoom is by now, but for the lucky few who may not know, it is an online video conferencing software, another tool that I've been using since 2014. It was not new to me in 2020. Definitely wish I would have bought some stock, but that's, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. And finally, I definitely have a Skype account. It's kind of one of those things that I log in once a year when Microsoft tells me that the password that I could have sworn I just fixed is not correct. And then it's a whole thing to try and get the password reset. And then after a number of tries to log in, I just kind of give up and connect with the person who's requesting to connect by Skype in a different way. So definitely have it. Hope that I can get that password situation sorted out one of these days. And, uh, or, or maybe I'm just okay not using it that often because there are a myriad of other ways to get in touch. The next piece of software that I interface with every single day, personally, professionally, my G Suite my Google Apps for Business, whatever it wants to call itself these days. I use the Google Apps for Business. So not not just like Gmail, like the the, the free version. I use the paid version. Uh, I think it's about 4 to $6 a month. And I use it for email, for my calendar, Google Hangouts, because my husband is an Android kind of guy and I can't text him using iMessage on my computer. Google Forms for any kind of surveys or to collect addresses to send out mail. I use Sheets, Docs, Google Voice. I love Google Voice. Oh my goodness. The Drive. So Drive is kind of the overall housing of all of these different software things. Google Photos, Contacts, and I really used to love Google Reader and miss it desperately. So if we're talking scheduling tools specifically, this is outside of the Google Calendar. Um, There are a handful that I use and love, and scheduling is a big, big part of my work week every week without fail. Uh, I use Calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y. It is a free with limited features or very low cost scheduling software that kind of helps bridge any communication difficulties that you might have between people who use Uh, the Microsoft environment versus the Google environment versus whatever other environment might be out there. Calendly is a great tool for that. Doodle, D-O-O-D-L-E, is a great tool for trying to find time across busy schedules, especially when you're working with very high-powered individuals whose time is being pulled in a million different directions and working across time zones. Doodle is really fantastic for finding a time and a day that works for, if not everyone, at least most of the group. Timeanddate.com, T-I-M-E-A-N-D-D-A-T-E.com, timeanddate.com is very helpful. I do a, a bit of scheduling across time zones that are kind of funky. 
I believe India is a, a 30 minute, like I think it's like 15 and a half hours off from the United States. Especially when you're working across like California to Australia, there's the international date line. So you're working on two different days as well. And a tool like timeanddate.com can be very helpful to keep your head on straight. And then the last tool that I'm going to mention is CoSchedule. It is a content production tool used primarily in my full-time role, thinking about using it for the podcast here. It's a, like an editorial calendar tool that has been very helpful over the years. The next list that I have, apps. These are apps primarily used on my phone. I have found that I tend to prefer to work in my browser for things like mail, Slack. Uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on pretty much anything else right now. Those are kind of the two. Um, but like email and Slack, I like to use the in-browser version rather than the downloaded app desktop version. I find that things kind of tend to make my computer run more slowly than I would like. And I find that the in-browser works really well. So all of these are apps that I use on my mobile device, whether that is my iPhone XS or my forgotten to mention my iPad, which belongs back up in the physical technology realm. Um, but iPhone or iPad, these are apps that I use professionally and kind of a blend of personally as well. I use Libby. That is the library app from Overdrive that makes checking out ebooks and audiobooks an absolute breeze. Overdrive used to be kind of a chore to log into and get everything downloaded and kind of a, not, not even necessarily a chore, but just you kind of had to be a little more technologically savvy. Libby really makes it very user-friendly and easy to get any resources that you might like or need from your library. Dailyo, it is a daily mood and activity tracker. I find that this has been so helpful for my mental health, especially when dealing with work stress over the last year. The clock, the native iOS clock app, I use it as a timer. I use it as a stopwatch. I have alarms set throughout the day. And then I do a fair bit of work personally and professionally across time zones. So it's really helpful to have a handful of world clock destination set so I can say oh it's 6 p.m. my time which is the middle of the night for people in Holland or Great Britain or wherever they might be so to just kind of help me be respectful of other people's time around the world. Slack is on my mobile device. It is one of very few apps that has push permissions because it is used primarily for quick communication with clients or with my full-time executive assistant role and that absolutely gets push permissions but very very few things do my sleep cycle app absolutely love it even though I found out that I started snoring in 2018 so that's pretty cool feedly f-e-e-d-l-y has replaced the much revered and loved and missed google reader overcast it's my favorite podcast listening app I use spotify on my phone only. It's another one of those things, the app I feel kind of runs kind of slowly on my computer. So I love it on my mobile device. And I got all of my favorite yoga teachers to share their playlists. So now I have this monster chill yoga playlist that I love to have on during the working day. Again, Google Hangouts, uh, since my husband is a PC and an Android kind of guy rather than an iOS kind of guy. Yelp, 
I love the Yelp app, especially when I'm traveling, because I figure if you can make the kids on Yelp happy, you can make just about anyone happy. It has only failed me once. That was in rural England in 2016, and we will talk about that later. Mail, email. I just use the native iOS app. I don't use a third-party option, partially for security concerns, but also I just find that the native app works really well and it's not missing any features that I wish it had. So there's no sense in trying something else. I've had plenty of apps over the years that I absolutely adore become non, non-existent. I have had them disappear on me. So I, I love something that's built into the iOS that hopefully isn't going anywhere, even if they might occasionally make some changes and updates that I don't agree with. But by and large, the, uh, the function is very good. Photos on my app. I have 60 plus thousand photos of travel, of mostly my cats and my nieces and nephews. Going to be real with you. Lots of lots of cute creatures on my phone. I use the photo and video editing apps from A Beautiful Mess. I absolutely love what they do with a color story, a design kit, film, and template are those four. I use the integrated calculator. I do use Google Drive on my iOS devices other than the computer. It's definitely a, a skimmed down version than it is on the desktop, but it, it gets me enough that I can access any kind of files that I might need at any given time. Same thing with Canva. It's kind of clunky to try and design anything in Canva, but at the very least, I've had plenty of instances where it was nice to be able to access it and download any designs that I had previously made to use while away from my computer. Zoom, I have it, but I don't use it very often on mobile. A lot of times I really appreciate it when people include the dial-in number. Uh, If I'm using Zoom on my phone, it's because I'm not at my computer and don't want to do a video. I'd rather call. I have the WeWork app in pre-pandemic times, pre and hopefully post-pandemic. It is super slick to be able to reserve a conference room at my home location to book a day pass if I'm traveling. Really fantastic, interactive. They've kind of covered all the bases. It's a really good app. The Find My. (laughs) I am reading from a list because this is a long list. I do not have this list memorized, Uh, but the Find My iDevice app, I use it all the time, like way more than I'm willing to admit from the phone, mostly from the watch. I use it all the time because I leave things around the house and forget where I have left them. So that feature is very important. Uh, I also have Instagram and Reddit. Those are kind of my two social media go-tos. I am trying very hard. I have a limit set in my settings and preferences on my phone of 10 minutes per day for Instagram and Reddit. I'm trying really hard to keep my consumption low so I can create more. I also feel like both apps have a lot of ads and I don't love that experience for me. And then games, fun stuff. Gotta have fun stuff. The ones that I go to over and over, I love the Jeopardy app. It's actually surprisingly good trivia. Tiny Tower and pretty much any game by Nimblebit is the studio, N-I-M-B-L-E-B-I-T. Uncrossed and Wordscapes are the two word games that I'm really into lately. Be My Eyes, it is an app that I've had for a long time, have never actually gotten to help anyone. WhatsApp, I use it for chatting with my international friends. 
And then I have recently rediscovered eBay, which ties into that final mystery episode that's coming later. So for right now, that's the list, way bigger than I thought, and I'm sure I have missed a couple of things that will get added to the list later. But in the meantime, if you have a question that you'd like me to consider answering on the show, whether it's related to the list of the tools that I use or not, please visit askanassistant.com. You can be as credited or as anonymous as you'd like. Just please use the form. It, It really helps me as a one person podcast production unit to stay efficient behind the scenes. Please remember that the only stupid question is the question that you do not ask. This is a safe, judgment-free zone. I am truly here to help make your life more efficient and effective so you can more thoroughly enjoy your downtime. This isn't hustle culture. This isn't grind culture. This isn't be on 24-7 and do more, 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 more. No. This is do things more efficiently and effectively so you can check out and relax. Ask an Assistant is a production of Gal Friday 612. The Ask an Assistant theme song is by the wonderful, incomparable Chad Crouch. Craft services are lovingly provided by the Bobby Tables Breakfast Membership. Production support is begrudgingly provided by Vinyasa Thumbs, Spot, and George the SoCal Cat Squad. Until next time, Lizzo, the bop star herself, has tasked us all with performing a daily intentional act of anti-racism. A great place to start is antiracismdaily.com. It's a daily newsletter produced by Nicole Cardoza and a talented team of writers. Each day, they offer an overview on current events and apply an anti-racism lens. Learn how practices embedded in our politics, criminal justice system, and workplaces enforce systemic oppression and what you can do about it. Personally, I'm a daily reader, member of their online community, and cannot recommend it highly enough. Check it out and let me know what you think. Following your daily intentional act of anti-racism, stay hydrated and take care. Thank you.